Hello and welcome back to Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. And we are happy that you guys are here. Thank you so much. If you're new here, welcome. If you're old here, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> if you're old here, if you've been around. Thank you. For the, the last nine months. Yeah, thank you for your support. Can you um, believe it? No. Nine months of this? Mm-mm. Uh, kind of. What are we going to do for a year? I don't know. What should we do? I don't know. We should celebrate big. Celebrate if you guys have any ideas of what we should do for our year anniversary, it's coming up. It's in July, and we need to plan because I'm having a baby a month before it. Oh, yeah. What is July 5th, right? 7th? I, I think so. It's somewhere in there. Okay. I think it's 5th. Yeah, I think it is, too. It's that Monday. Um, but we'll we'll look into it. It's just like the first Monday of July will be our you know, 53rd episode or whatever, or probably our 50th because we took Christmas and stuff. Anyway, not important. Well, and advice. So we added. Oh, so we added. Yeah. Wow, guys, I don't even know things. Because we're on like 45 or 46 now. Oh, so we're getting close. Yeah. Wow. What a treat. This is crazy. And we're um, almost to 200,000 downloads. Which is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's almost a quarter of a million. Yeah. I want to get to a million. Me too. Let's do it. Why is that my goal? Everyone send this to your friends. Everybody listening, send it to 10 friends. (laughs) We'll do like those chain things that they... They have to send it to to 10 10 more friends. friends, And we will conquer the world. Yeah. Send them a threatening comment. Yes. And say, if you don't forward and listen to this podcast, your, um, I don't know, like your crush won't text you by midnight, (laughs) whatever it was. Do you remember those? Yeah, those were horrible. I like couldn't read those for some reason because it like, I would manifest that. I wouldn't, but. People still comment stuff like that on like TikToks and I like don't read them. I'm like, nope, don't wish that on me. I didn't see that. Don't wish that on me. Um, That's funny. Do you know your grounding moment for this week? Yeah. Well, I was going to say before that, um, since our audience is getting bigger, I'm meeting more fans and I'm really happy about that because I love when people say hi. And I haven't been with you recently when I've met a couple, but it's really a treat. So if you see us in public, please say something because it makes our day. Yeah, that's very true. I've, um, I got to meet somebody that listens to the podcast when I was shopping out yesterday and I looked at her and I said, thank you for saying something because... I talked about this last week on the podcast, but I truly, since we record it in a room by ourselves and we haven't gotten to do any meetup events or virtual events, which we are working on for this year, I, I forget that they're people. I know. Isn't it wild? Yeah. I'm like, you listen to our podcast and they're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. And I just like, I love them. So <laughs> I love too. you so much yeah, person we, listening to we this. We adore each and every one of you. Like I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Pretty obsessed. And I get really excited. Me too. The girl that I met when I was shopping was so funny because I talked with her. I talked to everybody. So something to know about me is when I'm out in public, I just talk to people. Yeah. And so I was talking with her. I'm like, yeah, about everything. And then as she's about to leave, she didn't mention having a clue like I thought I was just talking to somebody random and I thought that she was talking to someone random and she gets ready to go she's like by the way I love your podcast bye and I was like like, oh no yeah I was like I feel I feel seen yeah that's funny I know I was going I went through a drive-thru the other day um to get a bagel and this cute girl at the window 
She like gave me all my food and all my things. And then as she was handing my last thing to me, she's like, I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And she's like, Joe is literally here yesterday. We met, me and my roommate met her. Caroline and I are Einstein's regulars. Yeah. Well, you not as much now that you've moved. Yeah. But I go to Einstein's. The first half of my pregnancy, I went every morning. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It was the only thing I could eat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. Because I was so that. sick. Yeah. 22 weeks of a bagel every morning. That is so funny. I feel like um, the girl I met, though, was a new girl. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen her before at the drive They They are new. They just started working there not that long ago because okay. I just met them as well. Yeah. I was like, oh. So there. shouts to Einstein's on college. Everyone should go there. Yes, everyone should go there. <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah. Oh, I was also thinking of this. What should we... Like, you know how, like, Justin Bieber's fans are, like, Bleebers. I feel like we should have, like, a name, but I don't know what that would be without Oh, I don't have cheesy. that. Like, I don't want to be cheesy. I don't have that. So That's going to be up to the... Because I think that would be fun. And maybe, like, shout you guys out once a week or something. Like, our Bleebers, but obviously it's not Bleebers. I don't want it to be cheesy like that at all. It, it has to be. It's not good okay, if it's fine. not cheesy. Okay, well, what it, what can it I be? I have no idea. But we really should start doing listener spotlights. I know. That would be fun. I'm down to Because we it. could get to know you guys. And that's the thing is we really want to create a community here. You know what I've decided? I'm deciding this right now. I haven't even pitched this idea to Caroline, but it's happening. She's making it today. Awesome. We're starting a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about and that. And on too. Caroline, on the Middle Ground Podcast story Monday when this episode releases there's going to be a swipe up and you can go join our facebook community and that is a place for us to connect with you guys for you guys to connect with one another um gather resources from each other and just have conversation caroline and i can link products that we're using or roundups of books and resources things like that for you guys um just we really want this to be a community and we want to be able to connect with you in any way so Swipe up on the story, go check out Middle Ground Podcast, Instagram, and, or not swipe up, link in bio. Yeah. Whatever. We don't have enough followers to I swipe know. up. So you got to send this to 10 people, guys. Yeah, so everyone <laughs> has to send this to 10 people or your crush won't text you by midnight. Literally. <laughs> okay, what was your grounding moment? So, my grounding moment, um, kind of basic, but I'm here for it. I got my hair done. And I feel like a new woman. I love getting my hair done. And she did a really, really good job. I went to a new girl. Her name's Olivia. I love Olivia. Um, and I've known her for a while, but never. She does my hair. Yeah, she does do your hair. Yeah. I know. I'm talking to them. I I know you're talking oh. to them. I'm, But I'm laughing because you're like, it's this new girl I found. Like, No, new girl. To- I met like new girl. I've never been to her before. This new girl. I've known her for, like, ever for, from weddings. Anyway, yeah. she was making fun of me. I went and got my hair done. Olivia's awesome. Moment. Yeah, Olivia's great. She did a great job. Her assistant's great. And my overall experience was 10 out of 10. So highly recommend doing something special for yourself. I have a question for our listeners. Okay. Um, do you guys feel like when you listen to Caroline and I, that we have like a big sister, little sister dynamic, or do you feel like we just sound like we're friends and peers? That's a good question. Because when I talk to you and when I say things like that, I very much think of you as a younger sibling 
and like it's me giving you a hard time. But then when I listen back to the podcast, sometimes I'm like, oh, I sound like I'm just kind of a mean friend. Oh, really? I don't hear that, but I could see how that could be perceived. Me too. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to know because. Yeah, because it's like a little bit of both sprinkled. Yeah. All through it. Okay, so just let us know. We have a lot of feedback needed from you guys. Yes. I need you guys to step up. No, I'm <laughs> okay. My grounding moment? Well, tell, tell them how um, good your hair looks, though. Oh, my hair looks fabulous. What do you mean, tell them how good it looks? It looks so good. Tell You were so excited yesterday. Yes, I was so excited. It's darker because I like, I'm part Hawaiian, and I like to look Hawaiian. And I feel like the darker my hair and the tanner my skin is the more Hawaiian I look, and I like feeling like that. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> you and Matt both moving into the summer season end up being just olive little babes. Yeah, we're very olive And, yeah, so I got it darker, and I got, like, not harsh curtain bangs, but just, like, a little something-something happening. Soft. Very soft, and she curled it really nicely, and I've never had my hair curled like that before. And she was like, what? I was like, I don't do that often, Olivia. So, yeah, I really love my hair. Did she recommend products to you to try and get your natural curls better? No. You should have asked her. Next time you go in, you should ask her about that. Yeah, I didn't ask her at all. Because it's weird. When my hair is, like, soaking wet, it doesn't look curly. Right. So people don't, like, believe my hair She knows your hair is curly, though. Okay. I don't know. I just feel awkward. She's a hairstylist. Like, Am I a curly hair imposter? No. I feel like that. Your hair is really curly. I know it is, but like, it's deceiving. Because if I brush it, it won't be like ringlets. Obviously, that's how but curly I think hair works. If you got good product in it and started diffusing it, that you could like, fro it. Mm, like do like the really cool like ringlet curls. Probably. And it would be beautiful. Yeah, it would have to be like a long process for it to get like that, but yes. I'm just saying, if I had that possibility in my life, I would be doing everything in my power to obtain it. What's something, this is so random, what's something um, you wish, like a talent you wish you had? I'll go first. Mine's singing. I would literally cut off my left arm to be able to sing well. Yeah, that's definitely up there for me. I also wish... I was like extremely flexible. I am pretty flexible. Like I'm not not flexible, but I would have to work. I I don't know if there are people out there who are naturally as flexible as I'm thinking. Like it may be just something that you have to work at no matter what, but I wish that's a talent and that's something that I had worked at harder. Why? That's so random. I think. Like do the splits? I can do the splits. Oh. Yeah. I can't do a middle split. I can do like a side split. Oh. But I, like, I, I think it's probably from doing yoga and stuff, just seeing, like, the hip flexibility and the mobility. I think that there's such a lack of focus on how much flexibility does for your health. Yeah, that is very true. You know? And, like, I see people do all of those press handstands and stuff in yoga, and Matt and I got really into that a couple years ago and working on all that stuff. And I just, flexibility helps you above and beyond. Oh yeah. Especially like if you even like fall a little bit, you're more like agile and 
right can catch yourself so i don't know if that counts as a talent but that's what i thought of singing was the first thing i thought of but you said that first we don't copy around here being able to cook like well and not thinking i don't like to cook i don't like to either but i wish i did if it was my talent that would be like the it would be such an ironic thing because i just don't enjoy it yeah i I wish i did me too matt and i are trying home chef Trying Home Chef. Yeah, where they send you, like, the box. Oh, cool, with meals. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think it's going to be good for us. No, yeah, that is fun. I've done Blue Apron in the past, which is, like, the same thing. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. It's just, like, cleaning up. I can't. I'm, like, I am so tired from making this meal and then eating it and then cleaning it up. It's just, like, a whole... And those, like, box (laughs) things make so much, like, a lot of mess. Because there's so many ingredients just, like, in one box. Yeah. That's my... That's really funny. Trouble, but it's not even trouble. No, it's not. not But I like like that we're focused. Yeah. Anywho, what is your... What was your grounding moment? Um, I have just had a really productive week. And I feel like my mental health's been a lot clearer this week. And so I don't know that there's been a singular moment, but Matt and I have gotten to go on our walks every day, and that's my grounding moment. Just, like, getting to enjoy the weather, walk outside. We go no devices. Well, we take our phones, but we don't get phones out whenever we're walking. Um, And I just really enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... This year has given me a lot of appreciation for those small moments and appreciating relationships. And, um, yeah. So for me, it's my afternoon walks because I've gotten to go almost every day this week. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I am mad at the weather, though, because it is making me have allergies, and I'm not an allergy person. Mm. Isn't that wild? It's just like it's cold one day and then hot the next and then cold and then it warms up. I don't even know. It can't. My body's like, what is happening? Did you know why people in I read I don't know if this is true. So somebody google this and check if see if this is true. But I saw a thing on TikTok today that said there's a much higher rate of seasonal allergies in America versus other countries because America chose to plant a lot more male trees than female trees. Like female trees produce fruit. Oh. And male trees don't. And I, I don't think that that's a thing. I didn't know there were female or male trees. I thought I they were I all just never heard had both things. Um, so somebody may have just been playing me on TikTok and it Maybe. worked. But I was like, whoa. Maybe. But I will say when I moved to Italy, I was so sick from allergies. Because of a new environment? Yes. I was like, what is happening that happens to us when we travel. Now I want to Google if there are male and female trees. Like I would, in my head, it makes sense. I'm like, yeah, there's male and female, but also I'm like. Oh, it's like the top thing. In trees, sex exists beyond the binary of female and male. Um, oh, they have male and female flowers on the same plant. How to identify the gender of your tree. Trees can either have male or female parts. Um, while flowers of trees need to be fertilized with pollen to produce fruit, plant sexuality is nowhere near as rigid as it is in humans and animals. This is so interesting. Yeah, the more you know. They do do it. Only, um, 
some trees have only male or female flowers. Like male trees get a certain flower and female trees get a certain flower. But do female only produce fruit? Because that does make sense because in Europe, every tree has fruit on it. Right. In my experience. Right. Well, they said in America they don't do fruit producing trees because they don't want to deal with the cleanup. Yeah, it makes total sense. But that's why there are so much more allergies. That's what this TikTok said. So anyway, I'm going to do more research into it now that I know that, in fact, trees can have genders. Wow. The more you know. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about? All right. So today, I'm excited about this episode. I feel like this stems from my own identity crisis in the last couple of years. We've talked about this a lot. And I'm now finally on the more uptick on it where I feel like I kind of have it figured out but we're going to talk about is that who you are or is that what you do and basically what that breaks down to is your identity and allowing yourself to be framed by narrow perspective and I really wanted to hit this topic because well there are a couple different reasons the main thing that I want you guys to take home from this episode and as Caroline and I are discussing and talking is how you view yourself and how you can apply the things we're saying to your relationship with yourself. But I also hope that as you listen, you begin to think about how our culture tends to put those around us in a box and we categorize people. Because I don't think that it's innately hateful the way that we give people identities. Um, but it can be hurtful. And so I want you to really consider how doing that to others affects too. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not making a lot of sense. No, I think that made sense, but I am going to just give a little story to make it make more sense, I think. So my experience with this was, it's not from like being told I'm a photographer. It was actually being told I was a swimmer my whole life. Yeah. And so that's, I'm telling you guys this because it can be anything. It can be like, if you're a swimmer, if you're a runner, if you're... You're blonde. Yeah. It's a box that you put yourself in that you think other people are also putting you in because everyone talks about it. So growing up, my whole life, I was a swimmer, obviously. I talk about it 24-7. And when I was 18, I had to make the decision whether to go to college and swim or not. And I remember it being so hard for me because I made my identity, I'm Caroline the swimmer. I'm Caroline that swims fast. I'm like, that's who I am. That's what people know me by. And it was actually my mom that sat me down and she was like, listen, honey, that swimming is what you do. It's not who you are. Like you just swim. It's not like you are Michael Phelps. Like And even Michael Phelps, like, he is more than a swimmer. He's not just a swimmer. Yeah, that's his whole life, and it was. That's what he does. Yeah, it's literally what he does. And that's my, like, biggest thing I can tell you guys is, like, I had to really come to and be like, oh, yeah, I'm more than a swimmer. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a creative. I'm a photographer. I'm an employee. Like, the list goes on and on. And so then once I put myself out of that box, I could then decide, do I want to continue my swimming career or not? And obviously I choose, chose not to. 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So for me, the example that I guess I'll give people and why I struggled with this so much, and I, I still think I do. And a lot of my friends, I've talked about this with a lot of my friends is, um, all of high school, I was the photographer and I swam too. Like there were other things about me, but I was the photographer. That was the main identifying factor for me. And then I got to college and I kind of put the camera down for a little bit in college because I didn't want that perception of the photographer. I still got it because I didn't put the camera, like I'd have to have not gotten it out at all. Yeah. Throw it in the trash can. Yeah. And I did get it out. And so again, in college, I got this reputation as the photographer. Um, and then I didn't want to go into photography straight out of school because I was like, well, I'm more than that. And I was letting this box that other people were, or I was perceiving other people to put me in, guide my life. And then I finally, um, it's funny because I, I struggle with photography to this day, um, even though it's been a huge part of my life and I really enjoy it because it's never been my number one passion thing. Um, and you can go back. I remember the first time I ever posted about this online, it was in 2018, you and I were in Florida Mm -hmm. and I put up my first public post, um, saying, Hey guys, I actually don't like photography. Isn't my passion. And it never has been. Um, and people were so thrown And it was when I put up that post that I realized I had been putting myself in the box. Yes, people relate me to photography, and they always will, because it's something I enjoy. It's something that I've had a lot of success with, um, and it's a huge part of my life. But I get to decide if I'm the photographer, just like you said. You get to decide if you're just the swimmer. Right. And so I went ahead and shared that I have this passion for business, and I'm wanting to expand, and I'm wanting to do more. And then I released my presets that October. Um, and all of a sudden I started to identify myself. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur and a photographer. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it started to expand some more and I started really focusing on creating content. And now I was like, okay, I'm a photographer. I'm a content creator. I am an entrepreneur. And I started realizing that I can take on whatever I want. Well, then what I struggled with from there is getting over that our culture will always want to assign you one of those things. And that's just how it is. And you have to learn how to mentally accept that. Yeah. Because to this day, to a lot of my following online and my internet friends, I am the photographer. And when they hear, I haven't posted a wedding photo on my photography page in over a year. Mm -hmm. And I still get at least two DMs a day asking for um, wedding pricing. That's funny. And it's so interesting. And then when I tell people I'm no longer photographing weddings, people are shocked. Yeah, because they, yeah, you put, and yeah, we... It's not something that is intended to be mean. Like, oh no, that's not, and that's not mean or offensive or anything. Right. right. It, but it's like our us as humans and in our brains, like we do it to people too. We try not to because there's so much more than what they do and 
all of that. But our brains are just like, oh, we have to categorize these people to like section them off. Does that make sense? That's how my brain does mm-hmm. it. I'm like, oh, this person's a photographer. This person, that's cool. They're a teacher. They're a nurse. Yes. And like then you stem. But what we want to encourage you guys, start breaking that away. Like, yes, it is awesome to talk about what you do. And if they're passionate about it, that's amazing. Like for me, I'm a photographer. I'm a podcast host. And I love talking about all of that, but that's just like, I mean, it's a lot of my day, like it consumes a lot of my time, but I'm also like so much more, I love to travel, I love to eat amazing food, I'm a daughter, I'm a girlfriend, like I have so many more branches off of me than just photographer, podcast host, content creator even. So like, I guess, yeah, we're trying to encourage you guys to Look at everyone around you and yourself as multifaceted. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And if you feel stuck yourself, like if you feel like you are Maddie the accountant and you think you are going to be that for the rest of your life and you're kind of in this rut of why am I in this box? Like why do I feel like this? I don't really want to do accounting for the rest of my life, et cetera, et cetera. It's only you putting yourself in that box, Maddie. So you need, like, if you want to be an accountant for or do something else or work with numbers in different ways, it's there for you. Don't let other people's perception keep you in that box. And that's the thing that I did for a couple years that I, I don't really believe in regrets. So I don't know that regrets the word I would use because I learned and I'm so thankful But if there were things I was going to change, it would be not trying to guide my life based on what I thought other people wanted of me. You know, I think it's really easy to make assumptions based on the assumptions others are making. I mean, I can't tell you how often I'm hearing right now as I'm moving out of wedding photography, what? Well, what are you going to do? Are you just what are you going to do? I'm going to figure it out is what I'm going to do. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to try new things and I am going to hopefully help people along the way. And I am hopefully going to inspire people along the way and create community and make people feel fulfilled and inspired to take on the things they want to do. You know, I have a lot of big dreams and I'm not going to let the fear of security like needing massive amounts of security or anything like that stop me from that yeah and I think I would really encourage that through this conversation we're having with you all is as Caroline was describing Maddie the accountant I have so many friends like that who have gone to school and become a, they got a degree in business, and now they're in sales, and they're killing it. They're doing great in sales, um, but they're not fulfilled. But man, how cool is it when everybody looks at them and they are able to afford the house and the BMW and the, there's all this monetary success that's coming with what they're doing, but they're not happy. And there's a fear of leaving that box that is monetary success and allowing yourself to say, hey, the BMW and the house don't really matter. I can live in an apartment 
and drive a 25-year-old Honda and be happy. If you choose that. And so it's you got to let other people not dictate what that path is. Yeah, exactly. Your identity is what you choose. And you can choose anything. It's there for you. Anything you want to do, and it can change. It can flow. Like Joe, she doesn't want to be a photographer. Great. Chapter's closed. It was a beautiful chapter, but it's closed. Now she's on to the next thing. And that's okay. She doesn't have to be... Like, people ask me that all the time. Like, oh, so you're going to take photos for the rest of your life? And my answer is always no. And everyone's like, what? Like, then what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know, but I don't want to take photos for the rest of my life. Because that's not... I just don't see myself doing that. I do not see myself at 35 even taking photos. Right. Maybe for, like, my friends and family, but... Or for yourself. Right. But it's so interesting how people, like, can't get past the... Well, our whole... Here's the thing. Our whole culture is built on that, though. That's why we can't get past it. I'm the same way. Because when I got into photography, I was like, okay, I have to be a wedding photographer for the next 15 years, and the only thing that will shift that plan is if I become a stay-at-home mom. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> right. Those are the options. And I have friends who are going to be teachers, and they're going to be teachers, and then they're going to take a couple years off to have kids, and then they're going to go back, and they will be teachers for 20 years. And Matt is an engineer. He's going to be an engineer for the next 35 years, and then we'll retire. Right. Because we're taught that. Yeah, we are. We're taught that. But at the end of the day, those are just the things we're doing. And, and we can change what we're doing at any time. And there doesn't need to be fear in that. Yeah. Yeah, there's immense fear in that. Like, well, what? Fairly. What, yeah, like, what am I going to do then? Like, people, there are jobs in anything you could ever imagine. You want to work for Disney and draw cartoons? It's, there's, that's a job. Well, and the other thing is we have this, uh, to me, I'm a huge saver and like I want to prepare in terms of like I'd like to retire one day and things. But there is such this false sense in our culture of, well, you work really hard so that you can retire and then do nothing for 30 years. That's kind of the thing that's taught. It's like you grind for 30 to 40 years, you save, you make a lot of money, and then you do... Nothing. Yeah, I don't believe in that. It's not. And I think our generation's taking a huge shift. I do. And I hope that you guys listening to this as you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't think that. I hope you don't. And I hope that you are going, you know what? I don't mind working until I'm 80 because I'm doing something I love. There is nothing wrong with saving. There's nothing wrong with preparing for the future. We've talked about it on here. It's so important to save and prepare for the future. It gives you peace of mind. It gives you security. It gives you safety. But there's a difference between saving what you need in order to have security and this overwhelming sense of needing to do it by society's standards. Yeah. Because you all could die. That's what I always think about. Like, I want to save and I'm... I started, I didn't tell you this, I opened a savings account. Go Caroline! Yeah, two days ago. So, Yay. Yeah, I'm proud like of you. I, what? I'm proud of you. Thank you. 
Um, it was really easy. Also, if you haven't done that, I literally took three seconds. <laughs> it was like Matt ordering his contacts finally. My God. I'm like that too, though, with my contacts. I think a lot of people, I mean, people related to it hardcore. But I'm like, what are you doing? Isn't that wild? We're talking about eye contacts. Yeah, Matt put up. So if, <laughs> if you don't follow um, us on Instagram or anything or keep up, I my husband has started posting on Instagram the last couple of months. And he basically does it just to come up with witty captions. He's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And he put up a post a couple days ago about how he's been wearing his, everybody has been noticing that he's been wearing his glasses in all of our Instagram posts. And they're like, why? Well, because he was supposed to order new contacts like three months ago. And he's been wearing torn contacts for three months during his workouts. That's not good. Just to avoid. And he was like, then I felt so stupid when I finally did order them. He said, it took me like three minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm bad at that too. What are we doing? I don't know. Contacts are different though because I feel like they never run out. And then when I run out, I'm like, oh yeah, it's the same thing every three months. And I'm like, Caroline, it runs out. Like you have to go buy. There has to be a subscription service for that. There is. There definitely is. I mean, I know you have to update your prescription, but... There definitely is. I'm just not a part of it. Well, whoever that <laughs> subscription service is, you are not marketing to the right people because I... Well, maybe you are, but I know a lot of customers you need. <laughs> yeah, even my boyfriend, he's bad at that. Like, he has to wear his glasses for months. I'm like, order your contacts. And I'm like, wait, I haven't ordered mine. And either. I don't wear contacts, so I'm not... I, I have yeah, contacts, yeah. but I just don't wear them that often. Yeah, I wear mine every day, pretty much. Except when I forget to order them. But what were we talking about? Um, you were talking about your savings account. And it was so easy to open. And you were proud of yourself for opening your savings account. Yeah, and I don't remember where I was taking that. But, <laughs> oh, I'm saying, yeah, we all could die tomorrow. And that's just the facts. But, of course... I want to be prepared for the future, so that's why I opened my savings account. I'm on Acorns. I'm doing things. And I live life in the moment for the most part. And I live it day by day, and I have fun. I love what I do. And it makes me really sad that other people do not live like that because they think it's not it's not there for them. And I just want to slap them across the face, not to be mean, but I'm like, honey, If you want to do anything, like I just have been saying over and over, it's there for you. You want to be a baker, you can open a bakery. There are ways to do that. And you will be happier if you're not, if like your salaries don't match from when you were an accountant to when you now open the bakery, who cares? You're happy and you're fulfilled and you do what you love. Like I don't understand why it's not taught in school I understand because it's they want to make money off us but I don't understand why more people don't dive in to do what they love I'm hoping they're you know well but here's the thing some people do love being an accountant though that is very true and And some people yeah yeah if that's you if you're Maddie the accountant you're like fuck you I love this box great right That's awesome. So do not take any of this as we're using an accountant as an example or as these nine to five jobs, because I really want to be clear on the podcast, because I know we have listeners who are 
teachers and probably nurses nurses and there are so many more jobs than that why are the only two jobs that ever come to my mind are teacher nurse accountant interior designer i yes the point is you could be in account management all kinds of different things if you love that like matt for instance i think there's this really toxic thing right now that people are like you work a normal nine to five you should be out getting your dreams your dream can be a nine to five. Yeah. Some people literally love, like I was in the locker room the other day and this girl, she was like, what do you do? And I explained and I was like, what do you do? And she says she works a nine to five at um, Walmart and she uh, does alcohol sales or something like that. And I was like, do you like it? Like, do you like what you do? She's like, oh my gosh, I love what I do. She's like, I couldn't imagine like doing what you do and being my own boss. I love clocking in, clocking out, and checking out on the weekends. Like, that is my dream. I'm like, that is awesome. And that's my husband. Right. Because people keep asking. They're like, oh, is Matt, with him posting on Instagram, oh, is your goal for him to quit his job so that he can, oh, heck no, that's not his goal. Man loves clocking in, going to work, and clocking out. He loves it. And checking out from work. It works great for him. Like, there is a very specified time that is work and there is a very spec- like specific time that is personal time and there is no overlap and he loves it right and that's awesome so, for people as we're talking don't let us put you in a box of no. you know you should be doing this or that the, the whole point of us talking about this is you get to decide what your identity is no one else and if you're letting what others think dictate what you perceive your identity should be stop it <laughs> stop it because it's such a waste of quality time that you have and you can be anything that you want to be and anyone you want to be and you can decide that you want to be something right now and later decide you don't like it anymore and pivot and that is okay because you're not what you do that's, you're just not. No, you're so much more than that. And if you feel like you are just bogged down in like you say for me, and I would say, you know, I'm just a photographer. Like, that's all I do. No, stop. You need to dive a little deeper. Like, what is, what do you actually like to do? Like, for instance, I like to read about manifesting and manifest and hang out with people and have deep conversations, X, Y, Z. But if you feel like you're only what you do, it's and you love it, say you love it. Say you are Maddie the accountant and you love being an accountant, but that's kind of all you do and all you talk about. Dive a little bit deeper into your branches of your identity. Well, because I think, like for Matt, he loves his job because then he gets to focus on all of the personal things that he loves in his personal time. And he doesn't have to figure out how to monetize the things he loves. Yeah. That's the thing about being self-employed in a lot of ways is you have to figure out how to monetize the thing you love doing, which can ruin the thing you love doing. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that needs to be a pressure in our society. Like if you love rock climbing and you don't want to be a rock climbing influencer, you just want to rock climb on your own spare time. That's great. Yeah. Or bake bread, bake bread on your own time. Right. That's also great. It's okay to do both. I just, I, that's something that I've really struggled with though. It's been one of the biggest struggles for me the last couple of years. 
and not with how I've perceived myself because I've perceived myself as a lot more for a long time. But I got so frustrated that I had been hiding that part of myself from everybody out of fear of what people would say. And that's no one else's fault but my own. But when to this day I'm getting messages saying, oh, you're not, the message I keep getting right now, they're saying, oh, you're not taking any photography clients until after the baby gets here. That makes sense. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not doing photography anymore. Period. And uh, maybe you should say I'm retiring because people like get that, you know, that's weird. But you have to, even if I say that, part of it is people don't see all the content. They don't see all the announcements. They don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not like. And I probably will make an announcement about that this fall. I have my last wedding in October that I have booked, and I will probably make an announcement after that wedding. But it confuses people if I say that, and then I have a wedding after I say that. Mm -hmm. It confuses people. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But when I get messages, I realize that I have not been doing a good job expressing honestly that I'm multifaceted. I was so fearful of what people would think. Like, I was like, oh, well, if they think I do more than just photography, they won't want me as a photographer. Yeah. It's not true. People love multifaceted. Yeah. And you've got this. You've got this. Yeah, you do you. Find what lights you on fire and go for it. Yeah, Caroline's going to give you a whole speech. (laughs) Find what sets your soul on fire. I say that all the time. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but I say it. Accounting, Maddie, we love you. Please be my accountant. If your name's Maddie and you listen to this (laughs) and you're an accountant... You're going to be our spotlight of the week. Yeah, DM us and we'll send you stickers for roasting you. Yeah. I have been roasting you, but. I was going to say, I don't feel like we roasted her at all. We were no. like, if you don't like accounting, go do you. If you do like accounting, we're really proud of you. Yeah. Um, what's our Q&A for the week? So our Q&A is all about I, how to take iPhone photos. And I thought this was really interesting because she needs help on what's the best lighting and all of that. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is, like, it's really what you want, what look you're going for. You need to go through your images. Like, if you've saved a lot of images on Instagram of influencers that you like, look through and see, like, what the main lighting is. Like, really study that. Is there a shadow? Is there not a shadow? Is the sun to their back? Is the sun directly on them? If you are just wanting to take better photos of, like, you and friends, shade. Yeah, and people are always like, what? I'm like, get in the effing shade. <laughs> it's not It's not because that's the only lighting choice. We shoot not in shade all of the time. But it is shade is like the hardest to mess up. Yeah, it really is. Because it's the most even lighting. Yeah, because I even, I get a lot of seniors and they're like, oh, I'm so bummed it's cloudy. I'm like, no, no, no. We love cloudy. Yeah. Cloudy's I amazing. I like sunny, too. Yeah, I like sunny, but I'm like, I like cloudy for my editing. It's going to look great. And they're like, really? I'm like, trust me. And then I send them their photos. They're like, wow, you're right. It's just so even. Yeah, it's just even. and it. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. One thing I do see on my Instagram of um, peers my age that obviously aren't photographers who are taking their content on their iPhones 
is they're doing, they're taking a photo from an upward angle. Mm-hmm. People are worried about, I had this conversation with you the other day. Yeah. And I'm about to bring it to middle ground. What is our problem with chins? Why do we have such a hate relationship toward chins? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because, like, I don't have a wildly chiseled jawline. When I shoot from low, I have a a chin. Like, Like normal people do. Right. And people will make themselves look mediocre by shooting at a high angle to avoid their chin rather than look bomb with a softer jawline. Yep. I don't understand it. There is nothing wrong with a double chin. Literally nothing. And you probably don't even have a double chin. You're just like, oh. And if you do, that's great. Right. We all do. Like, I don't understand. We all do. Do we not? I have to be really, really, really thin to not have something there. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. No. Yeah, but anyways, that's what I see a lot is the high angle and then the people in the photo look so short. And their legs and look. squatted. Yeah. Because the angle is high. I'm like, why are we doing that? Yeah, shoot from the hip. That's a big way that you can tell the difference between somebody storying, though, if they're Gen Z or millennial. Okay. Gen Z shoots their stories from a lower angle, like of themselves. They look down at the camera. And millennials hold the camera up high (coughs) because we've been, my generation specifically, has been very much taught that their chin needs to evaporate. And be non-existent. Actually, be existent, but chiseled. Yeah. I had a girl get really mad at me that I, in my DMs, because I shoot too low of an angle. And so my nostrils, she's like, I can always see up your nostrils. So I sent her a video of me responding at a high angle so that she knew that it's just because I have really big nostrils and you can see them from any angle that I shoot unless it's above my head. (laughs) I'm joking. Please stop choking. Are you going to make it? No. Caroline's now crying. Yeah. It's okay. The comment wasn't that mean. It didn't hurt my feelings. My throat's so dry. Yeah, so play around with your lighting. I would say don't be afraid to try new things and new angles and new lighting scenarios. For example, I always shot in shade with my iPhone. My voice is really shaky because I need water. I'm not about to cry. Anyways, so... I used to always shoot in shade because I thought that was the best. And I never really liked myself in light, like direct light. I was like, no, I look horrible in that. And then only, it wasn't until this year I've started shooting direct light. And I'm like, wait, I actually do look good. So just play around with it. You may be surprised yourself. So that is our tip for you guys. I like that tip. Well, on that note, I like today. Me too. You want to tell them where they can find you? You can find me, Caroline, at Caroline Salty on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at Joe Johnson Overby on all the social platforms. 
And you can find Middle Ground at Middle, Middle Ground, Ground Podcast. Podcast. Send it to 10 friends. Thank you very much. Or your crush won't text you by midnight. Yeah. And DM us what you guys want your name. I don't even know how to say it. Like believers. What should we call our community? Yeah. That is a better way to put it. What? Caroline wants believers. I do not want believers. I want something a little bit more creative, but if it's not, that is okay. But DM us that. And then, yeah, we love you guys. We hope you're having a great rest of your day. And hope to see you next time. Email us, hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. Advice episode goes live next week. And so we're going to need all of the advice to be sent, to be given. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.